Hello and welcome back to the Audio DT with Reb T, the Audio Devar Torah with Reb T. We talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. We've cut it down from the 50, 45, and 30 minute segments to 15, now around 10 to 15 minutes or around, keeping it to a snippet, keeping it to a burst in order to give a little burst of inspiration, a snippet of inspiration practically from something, some pusik, some verse, some phrase from the Parsha, usually with the help of Chabad.org. So we're looking at Chukas now, talking about the three major leaders. You know, we have Moshe, Aaron, and, Mir- and Miriam, really, in the, in the, in the Midbar, they, they each contributed something else. So in the spirit of Moshe, I believe was the Ananakavon, and the spirit of Miriam, I believe was the Be'er Miriam, the water, and I think in the spirit of Aaron might have been the 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 Aish. I may be I may be wrong, but in in each of their aspects, there was something else that was provided for the Jews in the desert for protection and for being able to be sustained. And in this parsha, unfortunately, Miriam dies, and she was a fantastic person to begin with. She was a leader of the of the woman, especially among song and dance. After the Jews were left out of Egypt, were taken out of Egypt. And she had them all take their tambourines and dance and jump around and sing. And in her merit, they had water, basically. And in her merit, everybody had to wait, especially when she, you know, falsely accused her brother Moshe and she got saras, which is not leprosy, but it's very loosely defined as that, basically, a spiritual stink skin condition. And in this parsha in Chukas, in Parakhav, Pasuk Aleph, it says Miriam died there and there was no water for the congregation. Vayamat sham Miriam, ve'en sham mayim lishtot. So why? What is the connection between Miriam dying and water? Why did she get the well for us in the Midbar, in the desert? Why was there water because of Miriam? And why, does the, why is there a connection between Miriam dying and the water stopping? What was the reason that the two were linked? So on the surface, right away, we could think, what's the connection? Who was the one that ensured Moshe was okay way back in the day? If you think back to the beginning of Shamos, Yocheved and, and um, Amran were the parents of, of Moshe. Their names are not given. It's Bat Levi and Vayikach Ishmebes Levi, Vayikach Bat Levi. Technically, they might have been aunt and nephew. I'm not sure exactly. But they had Moshe, they had um, Miriam and Aaron. I think it was Miriam, then Aaron, then Moshe. Miriam must have been around six, and Aaron was around three when Moshe was born. Which is interesting that the Nase is highlighted about Yocheved. You know, she enters um, Mitzrayim. And um, uh, when, she, when they were entering Mitzrayim with the family of 70, she's the one that was born through the gates. And then later on, she has these three kids. But, you know, she has them very late in life. But only Moshe has talked about that it was a huge miracle, but not even talked about really a hidden miracle. But the other two kids were only a few years before that. But, all right, what are you going to do? Anyway, so when Moshe is sent by the Teva, by Yochavet, by his, his mom... You know, it says, sham Miriam bain ha, ha, I don't know the exact verbiage, but basically she stands among the bushes to see Mala Asot. What would happen with Moshe? She was standing by the water, and then she sees Bastia extend her hand or extend her maidservant. We had a whole lecture about that, a whole D- audio DT about that, a different time. Extending your arm, doing what you can, your established. She sees Bastia picks up Moshe, and she says, Oh my gosh, I can help you. And then Bastia says, You know, Who's, what kid is this? And she says it's probably from the Hebrews and he needs to be, you know, 
fed and uh, all the Egyptian ladies try to feed him. And then Hashem says, you know, I'm going to speak to Moshe Pelpeh. He cannot be fed from an impure person. He has to be fed from the Jews. So Miriam, you know, runs and recommends to get to get a Jewish mom. Obviously, she recommends her own mom, Yocheved. Thus, Yocheved was able to, you know, feed her own son for two years, which was inculcating him with Jewish values. So Mo- Miriam standing on the water might be a surface reason, and I'm not the one to suggest this. It was suggested many, many years ago by commentators, sages, maybe even Rashi. Because she stood on the water, there's a connection of Miriam to water, and the Jews get water. So when Miriam dies... The water stops. In her merit, there was water, but no longer she's around. No longer do the Jews deserve it. But look what Rashi says, as Chabad.org points out from Moed Katan 28a. Why is the passage relating Miriam's death juxtaposed with the passage of the red cow? And why is the water connected to Miriam? To teach you that just as sacrifices bring atonement, so the death of the righteous secure atonement. This is a very interesting point to me because a lot of times, especially the crazy year and a half or so we had with this corona business, this craziness of the, of the terrible machla of corona with so much death and destruction that it brought upon, to basically bringing the world to its knees at the hand of Hashem through, the, through what he used, the virus of corona. We don't know usually why things happen, but we do know that some level the righteous their deaths atone for us. And it also brings to mind the idea of chukas. In general, in chukas, we don't know the reason for many laws. They don't have any logical justification. The, the wisest of all men, Solomon, Shlomo HaMelech, couldn't even fathom the reasons for, you know, para aduma. He, he, you know, he can't wrap his head around it. We can't wrap our head around it. Why does it make one person pure and the other person impure? The person that purifies the person with the red cow, he himself becomes impure, which makes no logical sense. So sometimes we don't know reasons for things, and sometimes we get a little glimpse, we get a, a little explanation. Like when Moshe says to, to Hashem, show me your ways, and Hashem says, or whatever the verbiage is over there also, no one can see my ways, no one can understand my ways and live, but Hashem said, you know, on some level I'll let you see and understand. He puts him in a crave, in a crevice, he covers his eyes metaphorically, and, and Moshe sees as, as Hashem passes, Hashem So we get that from, really, from that partial where, like, Moshe's not allowed to see Hashem, but Hashem passes, and Hashem lets him see his back, so to speak, see the back, and he sees the back of the tefillin, only semi-understanding Hashem's ways. Nobody understands why the righteous suffer and the, and the bad pro- and prosper, why the righteous have such terribleness and, and die, and the, and the wicked do so, so great in this world. A lot of things don't make sense, but sometimes we get a small snippet. Sometimes we understand there's a connection. Like when Miriam dies and the water stops, there's a connection. We think back to how she took care of Moshe way back when he was a baby. Hashem takes care of the Jews because of her merit. We see that Miriam's death atones, so too the red cow atones. Rashi also points out, Miriam died through a kiss, a neshikah, from God's mouth rather than by the angel of death. Why does it not say by God's mouth as it does by Moshe, because it is not respectful to speak of Hashem in this way. Concerning Aaron, it does say by God's mouth, and the portion speaking these are the journeys. You know, this was a person that was a leader of, of the Jewish people in a way. Moshe and Aaron were the ultimate leaders, but Miriam also had a role for the woman especially to be a leader, and, and we give sneers to the person. In general, we all need sneers. We should learn from Miriam and all the great sages, all the great people in Tanakh, how to have modesty, not just in dress, but in action and in behavior. 
and understand that she looks out for her brother, she looks out for the Jewish people, for the Jewish woman, so too we should look out for everyone around us as well. Chabad.org also points out from the Talmud in Ta'anit 9a, three great providers arose for the people of Israel, as we were talking about before, Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam, through whom they received three great gifts, the well, the clouds of glory, and the manna. I stand corrected, I'm sorry. It was not the ash, it was the well, the water, the clouds of glory, the anan hakavod, and the manna. My apologies. The well was in the merit of Miriam, the clouds in the merit of Aharon, and the manna was in the merit of Moshe. Again, I stand corrected. To repeat, the, the sources from Chabad point out, Moshe, Aram, Miriam, we got the well, the clouds of glory, and the manna. The well was in the spirit of Miriam, in the merit of Miriam, the water, the clouds, in the merit of Aaron, and the manna in the merit of Moshe. So when Miriam died, the well was removed. As it says, Miriam died there, and immediately afterward, there was no water for congregation. The well then came back in the merit of the other two. But originally, it was taken away right away because of Miriam. When Aaron died, the clouds of glory were removed, as it says, the Canaanite, the king of Arad, heard and waged war in Israel. He heard that Aharon died and thought that he had now license to attack Israel, because the clouds of glory which protected them were gone. The well and the clouds then came back in the merit of Moshe alone. The Talmud and Tanis. We should realize that in our life, in our lives, and in the world, a lot of times the world is sustained. Many times, Kabbalistically, they talk about, obviously, I can't learn Kabbalah. I'm not of the age or of the intellect or of the, the sagety on any level. But they say that there are 36 hidden gems, 36 hidden tzaddikim that really sustain the world. And if there wasn't Torah learned at any point in the day, the world would cease to exist. Tohu vavohu. Only in the spirit of Torah. You know, we say, devarim ha'olam kayim. Torah, um, Torah, there's... Um, there's also Torah Shalom MS, different aspects that make the world stand, that make the world go around, and that the world was created in the merit of. And the sages of, of Israel, the sages of the Jewish people, the, the Gedolei Hador, the leaves of the generation, really are taking a task to, to hold up the world for us. And we don't always understand that, we don't always appreciate, we don't always recognize that. But really, they hold up the world, and we should really thank them for that appreciate for them, and, and not take it for granted. Moshe and Aaron and Miriam had these very physical aspects that could easily be seen those in their merit. We should think about spiritually and cognitively how the world really sustained, obviously through Hashem, but through the, 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 the conveyance of the people in the world. And Chabad.org points out from the Lubavitcher Rebbe that a people have various needs and different types of leaders arise to provide them. Spiritually to a nation requires food, air and water, wisdom, faith and guidance. Again, different leaders arise to provide these different needs according to his or her specialty. But there may come a time when a leader cannot afford the luxury of specialization. He may be capable of teaching Torah on the highest level, but there's no one to teach the children the Aleph bit. He may be suited to raise the most spiritual souls to sublime heights but there's no one to sustain the simple faith of the common man or to provide guidance on the most commonplace dilemmas of life. In such times, the true leader assumes all these tasks, as Moshe did in the closing days of Israel's sojourn in the desert when the people stood at the threshold of the promised land. Miriam and Aaron were no more, and Moshe served as shepherd, nurse, and guardian of faith in one. We should realize and understand who is out there 
who are the great people that bring atonement to the world and that bring goodness to the world from Hashem through them as the conduit. Understand that there are special leaders. Understand that there are people looking out for us and that we should really appreciate them. We should really understand them and we should realize it's in their merit. And sometimes we see that the divine providence comes about because of them. Sometimes we, we get to see the hand of Hashem in some ways, even though really often it's very clouded. Again, this year was a very difficult year, the year before, and we lost a lot of people. You think how we lost Rabbi Kellimer from my own community. We think about how we lost Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Sachs and Rabbi Feinstein, many different people were taken, and they were great people, and maybe they were taken for some reason, maybe they were taken so that Hashem could have them by His holy abode, by the Kisya Kavad, they could argue on behalf of the people, on behalf of the Jews, on behalf of the world, saying, Dayenu, it's enough, let there be the base of marriage, there's been enough pain, there's been enough destruction, there's been enough divisiveness. Maybe if we see the leaders around us, if we see the people around us, we can understand the leaders around us and be, and be, motivated by Miriam and Moshe and Aaron to understand and appreciate and value all the people around us. And we should do whatever we can in our own ways to be a leader, to contribute to the world around us, to have Ahavat Chinam, to avoid Sinat Chinam, to avoid the big three of immorality and murder in any, in any way or any form. And to avoid bloodshed in any way or any form. Anyone who saves the world, saves one person is as if they saved the world. And I would say anyone who changes one person is as if he changed the world. Anyone who does anything to make an impact in, in one person is as if he impacted the world. You don't have to be a leader like a Moshe, like a Miriam and Aaron to take care of hundreds or thousands or millions of people. Even if you're a leader of one, even if you lead and help one person, how can it be that the world is better? You could see the impact in one person. It's as if you impacted and changed the whole world. Whatever you can do to help one person around us, we could be the leaders among us. We can become that leader among us. And we can look to the real leaders among us to be inspired. People who are out there doing the good work of Hashem, changing the world on many different levels. You could think about Rabbi, Rabbi Warren Goldstein, the, the chief rabbi of, of South Africa, who had the wonderful idea of Shabbat.com. You could think about Rav Noach Weinberg Zetzal, who had the wonderful innovation to start H.com. You could think about the Lubavitcher Rebbe and the Chabad movement. You could think about all these wonderful things that are out there, and you could be involved to be your own leader among us. You could figure out how to stand up. We see the juxtaposition of Moshe to water, uh, to Miriam to water, excuse me, Moshe to the, the Anana Kavod and, and, uh, and Aaron to the Mun, or I might have said that wrong again. But we could see how there, there are those around us. We could see how people connect, and we could see how the great gifts were in their time, the well with Miriam, the clouds with Aaron, and the mana in Moshe's time, and we see how it comes to us, but we can be our own leaders among us. We can contribute. We can do what we can to influence at least an army of one, to influence those around us. Some say that when it says Avram came with his 318 men or so, some say that was the definition, the gematria of Eliezer. His army was an army of one. And some say it means it was actually 300 or 400, whatever people are so. We can make our own armies among us. We could be our own leaders among us. Do whatever you can to influence those around you. Learn from the Moshe, the Miriam, the Aaron in their time, and from the great leaders that are in our, our time. Don't take them for granted. Appreciate them and appreciate the wonderful gifts Hashem gives us because of those who stand up and do what they can in the world around us. Join us next time here on the Audio DT with Reb T. And I'm your host, Reb T.